That gummit. Hey, I can't believe you did that. You said wait for tomorrow, and I, I wondered what you had up your sleeve. I was a little disappointed in our first segment, but I see now that you have come 180 playing <laughs> the most wretched fight song. My ears are bleeding mm, right yeah. now listening that to that. Okay. But welcome back to the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Keep those texts coming, guys. Listen, if anything, it makes it entertaining. I b- big up a game that I think my Deeks are going to win or whatever the case or one of us thinks our team is going to win a big game and when it doesn't happen, listen, we know you guys are going to tune in. Not to say that's why I did it. I was about to say. But just saying, that adds to the juice of the show. It's for the people. West, that's right. West, no, I, West I, I, felt, really I felt in my convictions that weight could be a problem and present issues uh, for the Tar Heels. But like I said, defensively, they came out and got the job done. So let's get it cracking. Let's go to the campus. Kona. Listen, we ain't hanging at the corner today. We in the dorm. They need to be in the practice practice facility right now. But North Carolina, 9-0 at home this season, 8-0 for the first time in ACC play since 2015-2016. They took out my Demon Deacons, 85-64. Carolina's seventh straight ACC win by double digits, the most since winning 10 straight ACC games by 10 or more points in 1992-93. They're doing some historic stuff in Chapel Hill. Wake Forest shot 35.6% from the floor, including 26.7%. In the second half, they've held opponents under 40% in 23 of 38 halves and 10 of 19 games this season. R.J. Davis dropped 36. Once he hit that three and started talking to the crowd, I said, oh, man. I was like, here we go. Uh, Elliot Cadeau made a season-high seven field goals, scored 14 points. That's an ACC season-high for him. Carolina is 165-69 and 69 now against Wake Forest, which equals the most wins by UNC against any opponent in their history, man. So I'll just take you through first half. I thought, hey, they're up one. They haven't been shooting a three ball good. I was like, Wake is in pretty good shape, man. This one should go down to the wire. I didn't think the game was in the bag, but it's kind of like Alabama in football. It was like a python, okay? Carolina started wrapping themselves around us, and then every time we tried to breathe, it just got tighter. (laughs) It just got tighter and tighter. And when they got up about 7 to 10 points, I was like, oh, boy, I don't know uh, how they're going to pull this thing out. But like I said, I just think, Wake, the ball gets sticky uh, with too many guys, and that's one of the issues I feel like that they have as far as having five really good players in that starting lineup. But everybody's taking turns. And this Carolina team defensively, I mean, when you got a young freshman that's a hot shot like Elliot Cadeau out there playing the type of defense he plays, you know you got a strong defensive unit. Uh, and so I, I thought it was very impressive the way they came out and played. To be frank, I don't know when they're going to take a loss in the ACC uh, with the way that they play, man. All right, so there are three things that I noticed about Wake Forest in this game, okay? You're right. You have been frustrated about their lack of moving the basketball. How about three assists for them last night? Unacceptable, man. (laughs) Three assists, okay? So not moving the ball well enough. There's something. There's one. The second half let down again after Steve Forbes laid into the Demon Deacons, having a terrible last 20 minutes against NC State that allowed the Wolfpack to come back and then beat them. Mm-hmm. Here is another last 20 minutes where Wake just doesn't show up. And then I even think defense altogether. Yes, specifically in the second half, but you guys let Cadeau get to the rim whenever he wanted. And it's not even like there are contested shots at the rim. Wes, how many open layups did you watch Cadeau hit last night? 
Did you watch R.J. Davis hit? If Harrison Ingram was in there, he kept giving, uh, what was it? Uh, he kept giving Hildreth the small celebration. Just you give him the basketball in the post, there's zero help. So Ingram, he just banks it in over the left shoulder, cake, small celebration. Yeah. Over the left shoulder, cake, small celebration. They couldn't stop him at all, and Carolina caught fire while also helping out their defense by limiting Wake Forest to just 30 points in the second, 34 in the first. Yeah, this North Carolina team is for real, and Wake needs to get it together if they really want to make a run where you don't have to be a team scared of the bubble at the end of the season for this NCAA tournament. Yeah, man, and so Wake, you know, their schedule, they've got some games coming up to where you feel like they should win it before they got two with Duke in a four-game span. Uh, but that road record, it's got to improve if they have any types of aspirations for postseason play. One and four on the road just is not going to get it done. Uh, going to the text line really quick, Big Chris, uh, you want me to acknowledge your text for what? Okay, you're talking about you're showing who the daddy is for life and all that mess. <laughs> Ain't nobody doing all that. All right, but Fitty, the floor is yours to talk about the game. How do you feel about your Tar Heels after that performance last night? You know, I think it was back maybe late December, maybe earlier January. Me and Walker had a conversation, and I had a little bit of spunk because I had a feeling we had a really, really good team this year. I didn't see 8-0 coming. I didn't see this team being third-best team in the country, maybe the second-best team in the country behind UConn. Um, the there, there's no there's no disrespect when I say this when it comes to Wake Forest. There's just there's just a gap between us. There's a level that Carolina can get at on both ends of the court that Steve Forbes cannot get his kids to play at. And for as bad as Carolina played in the first half to be down one at halftime was not concerned. Had y'all built a seven, eight point lead, I would have been like, Maybe maybe Wake Forest has more confidence. And maybe when Monsanto hit those back-to-back threes and he started talking as if he was God's gift of basketball, maybe he <laughs> felt like they had something. But um, R.J. Davis last night probably wrapped up ACC Player of the Year, um, put his name in the running for National Player of the Year. And every time I watch this team, I come away impressed. And I don't know how, if you watch them, you don't think this is a bona fide, legitimate threat to win a national championship. Yeah, as we said, R.J. Davis had 36 points, a career high, the most by a Tar Heel since Bryce Johnson had 39 at Florida State on January 4th of 2016. Let's hear from Hubert Davis talking about R.J. and how great he was in this game. The way that Wake was playing us defensively, um, he was able to get to that mid-range, that floater. That's a shot that he's worked on a lot throughout his career. Feels really comfortable, and he was able to hit that. And then that set up, you know, his ability to be able to shoot the ball from three. And um, he was in a great rhythm tonight. He's been in a great rhythm all season. It was the first time as a player and as a coach that I can remember uh, the, the Smith Center crowd chanting a player's name. And... I'm just really proud of him. I, I think, you know, he's had a, a terrific career, but I, I feel like this year he's finally getting noticed. And I'm just really happy for him. All right, and then let's hear from R.J. Davis, too. He says that he feels like that he is in a zone. I'm in a zone. I mean, I feel like... I'm in my backyard, just out there, get, 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 just trying things out. Oh, wow. um, and I mean, think I think it's like a a zone <laughs> that every hooper knows. Like when you're just in that zone, it's hard to get out of, and you know, nothing like you can hear, you can't hear anything. Um, you just see the ball in the basket, and I mean, that's not the type of zone I was in tonight. 
All right, so let's talk about it. What does this win say about the Hills? And when you look at this schedule for the rest of the season, I mean, can they run the ACC table? Where would the loss come from? I mean, we know that there's Duke on the schedule, but it just seems like that they're so strong right now that it would take a Herculean effort to deliver them a loss. I don't think they're going to run the table. That's going to be way too hard. I know it's I know it's like they're going to be the favorite in every single game, but to win every single game from here on out, that's not even something that the best Carolina teams have done in my lifetime. After they go 0-2 in the ACC, we can go back to that 0-9 championship team. You know, we're at least, what, talking about seven lost squads in North Carolina history that would go on to compete for a championship or get to the Final Four, some of the best regular season finishes that we've seen. I do have to imagine that one or two losses is going to be coming to them. You do have Duke. You do got to go to Cameron Indoor. You do have to play them twice this year. You have a couple of road games coming up for you now at Florida State, at Georgia Tech. Yep. You're saying they're under the table, Fitty? No. Oh, okay. So what do you, so 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 Fitty, when you look at that schedule, I mean, where could you see a potential loss or losses coming from? Saturday. At at Florida State, I think is a very losable game. Leonard Hamilton has turned that team around. They've won, I think, five of their last seven. They were up 14 on Carolina in the Smith Center before they turned that thing around and... You know, I know I talked about how hard it was to go to Boston College and win a game. Yep, because I'm about to call you out again. Going to the Tucker Center is no easy task. I've seen an ACC regular season team go there and get (laughs) blasted by 33. Um, That place is going to be sold out because Carolina sells out gyms all across the ACC. That that one is losable. Um, I'm not going to mock Duke for losing to Georgia Tech on the road because it's not a easy place to go on the road oh, and win. Can I, can I ask you this? Oh, my God. Can I ask yeah. you, what is an easy place <laughs> to go on the road in the ACC? NC State, Wake Forest. Okay. Oh. <laughs> All right, so apparently Florida State and Georgia Tech have turned into Cameron 2.0 and Rupp Arena. Uh, when, Wake, when Wake played at Florida State, I caught hell for that, and Florida State wasn't that good. Now, when I tried to say that Wake lost to a team that's up in the mix at the top of the conference and is having a resurgence, now all of a sudden they're a tough team and, man, Carolina's going to have to go in and give an A effort and it's going to be a hard place to play. Man, I tell you, the contradictions never stop uh, with this guy. It just never does. Wes, I I love you, my man. You've been around. Uh You've been around the block, literally. Yes. You know that teams don't get up to play the black and gold the way they get to play the baby blue. Right. This is true. There's no question about that, but. It's just what it is. I mean, look. 16 and 4, I think, is a legitimate, like, that's probably on the I table. I don't see four losses for Carolina and ACC. I'm sorry. It's, it's I don't just, see it. No, that's. I see in two the at ACC, the most. I see two at the most. Yeah, it seems a little a little high. It, this is the last point I wanted to make about North Carolina. It's a point I've made, but all they do is continue to separate themselves in the second half. Somebody texted in saying North Carolina will crumble, as they always do. Well, all right. As they always do is is interesting. Two, Maybe two, you just two years they played right, for a national championship. Right. They always crumble. Right. Maybe you want to even if we let's try to make that statement make sense and just apply it to last year because that was true last year. They did always crumble last season. This year it is the exact opposite. They do not crumble at all. In fact, it's a close game, and then North Carolina separates themselves. I mean, when we talk about some of these double digit victories that they've had, uh, not some, all of them. All of their victories are by double digits. 
it's not like they're not close enough games. Boston College, close enough game, even late in that second half. Louisville, hung around a little too long for my end. I know Fitty's liking because I heard him cursing over at Graham Street Pub in that watch party. <laughs> Syracuse, that game was over when it started. NC State, they had a pretty nice stranglehold on them. But even Pittsburgh, when you started ACC play, Pittsburgh was a little bit of a close game before they separated themselves. It, it, I'm never going to question this team's effort. They thrive off of it being close. And then Harrison Ingram, he goes into crazy mode where he's going to go grab eight rebounds in 13 minutes worth of time. And R.J. Davis is going to go into crazy mode because he's not going to be broken. Cadeau figuring this thing out. That's the big old X factor, man. The fact that he's starting to figure it out how to play with everybody. He's got a few games under his belt. He looks really good defensively, as you mentioned. You can't set a screen on this guy. He's going to snake his way in Ooh, front I like of the, the screen. Move that you did. And then People can't see it. And then make sure he's in front of you. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I told you a long time ago. Loved the buildup of this team. Once Hubert Davis started adding some transfers, I was really excited about what the squad could do. And they're a championship contender. Yeah, all right. So, like you said, Saturday. North Carolina travels to Florida State. That's a 2 o'clock game. I imagine that's probably going to be on CW with that weird 2 o'clock start time. No, nope, it's an ESPN vehicle. Okay, all right, ESPN vehicle. 